Well, good morning, everyone. <laughs> My cat is making funny noises in the front of the corner and it's distracting me. Happy, happy Thursday to you all. It's so good to see you today. And thank you so much for joining us for Daily Devotions through Redeeming Life Fellowship. And today, if you've been following along with our reading plan, you're going to know that we're going to be in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 18. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 18. And uh, this passage is, of all passages, one that's very deeply moving, particularly because it's here. Hi, Luca. How are you doing? Good to see you. Um, that we see Jesus um, giving or showing a demonstration of his love that, that is, is sacrificial, that is um, how you can see the depths of Jesus's love by what it is that he's willing to do and willing to do for people who don't deserve that love. And, uh, and so there's, there's at least two things that I would like to be able to point out before we jump into today's passage. One of them is that uh, when, when John uh, frames this passage about how it is that uh, God has handed over all authority to Jesus, and he's, he's exalted him uh, to the highest place, that, that all dominion and power and authority has been invested to him, and that because of that, uh, he's exalted above all people. And if this person, Jesus, is as high and lofty and glorious as the Son of Man, the Son of God, begotten of the Father, uh, before all time, the one who before Abraham was born, I am, uh, that this person would be willing to do the thing that he's about to do, that is to wash his disciples' feet, uh, is a profound, most profound demonstration of the humble service that is just saturated with love that Jesus shows towards his disciples. And, uh, and that, that sort of love should move us. It really should. Indeed, it must move us. Um, and the reason why something like that, I think, is important, well, there's lots of reasons why it's important, but chief among them is something that that I have to be reminded of again and again, is that how oftentimes when in my walk with God in wanting to grow into a mature disciple, that uh, my pride uh, so often gets in the way. In other words, I think too highly of myself that I think of myself as being above certain tasks or certain demands that Jesus makes of me. Um, that the reason I would say no to what Jesus bids me to do and the person he bids me to be is because uh, I think these certain tasks or certain callings is beneath my dignity. And if it hasn't happened yet, it certainly will. Uh, where the chief reason 
that you want to say no to what Jesus calls you to do um, is that you think them beneath you. And if this is what Jesus does, he would stoop so low as to uh, wash his disciples' feet, washing the feet of people who would deny him, washing the feet of a man who would betray him, and just showering them with their, his, his grace and his love, that if Jesus is willing to do that, that means that there should be nothing that's beneath our dignity. That when God calls us to do it, that we do it and not let our pride get in the way. Uh, but then there's also this interesting thing where when Jesus is about to wash Peter's feet, uh, he, uh, Peter, uh, uh, objects to Jesus's washing of his feet. And then Jesus says this curious thing. He says, um, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. In other words, it's easy for us to want to think that our partnership in Jesus is chiefly about all the things that we've given to him. When in reality, our fellowship with Jesus and abiding with him and having part of, of, of sharing life with the living God is that we have to be willing to receive the love that God has given towards us. In other words, we have to recognize and receive the gift of God's grace, just as it is grace. Uh, the sort of thing that we didn't deserve uh, because we can see that the person who's washing our feet is indeed the person who is exalted above all creation. Um, he was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Um, that in order to be able to, um, to have fellowship with a God like that, we have to receive his grace as grace. Uh, so, and all of this, as I've been reflecting on John chapter 13, verses 1 through 18, has actually reminded me of uh, a passage that was passed down to me, uh, by written by, uh, I believe it was an Irishman, uh, Alexander Smeely. Um, and I wanted to share it with you. I wrote it down in my journal, and I've had to... Um, reflect on it again and again and again. And uh, I want to, was to, to listen to this first, and then we'll jump into the passage. And it says this, The cross which my Lord bids me take up and carry may assume different shapes. I may have to content myself with a lowly and narrow sphere when I feel that I have capacities for much higher work. I may have to go on cultivating year after year a field which seems to yield me no harvest whatsoever. I may be bidden to cherish kind and loving thoughts about someone who has wronged me, be bidden to speak to him tenderly and take his part against all who oppose him and crown him with sympathy and succor. Succor, remind you, is a, a word for help or for aid coming to the help and the aid of the person who needs it, even when they're your enemy. I may have to confess my master against those who do not wish to be reminded of him and his claims. I may be called to move among my race 
and show a glorious morning face when my heart is breaking. There are many crosses, and every one of them is sore and heavy. None of them is likely to be sought out by me of my own accord. But never is Jesus so near me as when I lift my cross and lay it submissively on my shoulders and give it the welcome of a patient and unmurmuring spirit. He draws close to ripen my wisdom, to deepen my peace, to increase my courage, to augment my power to be of use to others through the very experience which is so grievous and distressing. And then, as I read on the sea of uh, seal of one of those Scottish covenanters whom Cloverhouse imprisoned on the lonely bass, with the sea surging and sobbing around, I grow under the load. So with that in mind, let's read uh, John chapter 13, verses 1 through 18. And it says, It was just before Passover feast, Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. The evening meal was being served, and the devil had already prompted Judas Iscariot, son of Simon, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, A person who has had a bath needs only to wash his feet. His whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I believe that what we've seen happen here is a... Um, Jesus will summarize later in the chapter in tomorrow's devotional when in John chapter 13, verse, uh, verse 34, it says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, 
so you must love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And this is the, the character, the essence, the substance, the, the divine nature of God who is love, who expresses his love in this sort of way. And the way that which that, that God has shown this love towards us is the way that we are to reflect this love towards one another. Uh, that's how we're, the world is going to know that we are his disciples, uh, which is of utmost importance. Uh, if we're to be the sort of people who grow mature disciples and who lead others in, in doing the very same thing because we want to desperately want to become more like Jesus. Uh, so thank you so much for taking time to uh, enjoy our daily devotions. If you haven't, uh, do subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can get daily notifications. Um, and you can check out our podcast. You can also check links for to help support this church plant here in Whitley County and the work that we're doing in Huntington County now, which is exciting. And I pray God would bless you and that he would continue to mature and grow all of us and to, into fruitful disciples, people who follow after Jesus and who bear lasting fruit, who are humble enough to wash each other's feet out of the love that God has shown us. And so, uh, God bless you and take care. And I think, uh, Luca, are we ready to, to, to get going? You think so? Say, so, yeah, it's a sleepy day, so you better stay here. All right. Love you guys. Take care.